0: life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son, but instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle slaney Travato here. Super excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Living Your Legacy podcast. One of the things I've discovered as I've started digging into this idea of legacy and living into your legacy is that There are so many directions that we can go with this and I'm endeavoring to cover a lot of different areas so that everybody has an opportunity to hear something that inspires you. And today I've got someone on the call who inspires me and I'm so blessed to have gotten to know her and it was a totally chance meeting at a networking event that has led to years of friendship and connection. She is someone who made a really big decision in her life and totally changed the trajectory of where she was going to leave a career she thought she was going to be into forever and move into something that she was very unfamiliar with but she's become really successful at. So I want to just dive in a little bit more about how she is actually living her legacy and how we can all do it too. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my friend, Shannon Maines. Shannon, I am super excited to have you on the call today. Oh, thank you, Michelle, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let me tell you guys a little bit about my friend Shannon and how awesome she is. So Shannon is a former NICU nurse who has turned top consultant with the company Rodan and Fields. She's been able to use that vehicle after she reached the top consultant status to be able to launch a whole bunch of things that really interest her like a travel agency, and an Etsy shop. So she truly is actually living that amazing life that we all hear about right now. And what I wanted to do was dig in a little bit into your story, Shannon, because it didn't start out that way. So tell me, what is the backstory about how you got here?
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Um, Thanks again for having me. So it's been such a wild ride and a wild 10 years. Um, like you said, I started as a NICU nurse. I had wanted to be a NICU nurse since the age of five. I remember you know, being a little girl and having my mom set me up on the counter and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wanted to be a NICU nurse. I was obsessed with babies and that was my path. And I really didn't ever think about or consider that there would be something else in my life. And so, you know, went to school, went to university, got my degree, started as a ICU nurse at the age of 22. And I loved what I did. I actually used that to become a travel nurse for six out of my 12-year career. Got to move to a lot of amazing places, had met my husband at the time. And so we started moving together. And I had always known I had a passion for travel. That kind of came way later. But I knew that was something I wanted in my life. So then as we kind of, you know, started growing up a little bit, kind of realized as we were getting into our 30s that we needed to become true adults. And I hate to say it because I wasn't ready. I still don't think I'm ready now that I'm in my 40s. But, you know, we kind of had this plan that we were going to become adults. We were going to settle down. We moved to Washington State. We Built our first house. We started getting ready for the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, all the, you know, all the things that were lined up for us. And in the meantime, was still working my NICU job, but realized day by day that paying the bills and having time and having freedom and being able to travel and see my family who was in California was just not possible on my income. And that was really emotionally like disheartening to know that i had worked so hard for so long for this bachelor's degree and yet i was having to work three jobs six to seven nights a week 12-hour night shifts to barely afford to eat and you know i knew that at the age of 30 i was going to be 30 to 40 more years of my life and and I, I kept getting this pit in my stomach going to work every day. And while I loved what I did, I didn't love where we were at. And mm-hmm. I knew we needed to make a change, but I kind of really had no clue what that was going to be. I, I, there was no other career for me. I didn't have any other visions. And so I think for for me personally, and for probably a lot of people, fate Brings things to your life and and lets you see them when you need them most. And so my sister came to visit. She said, "You are a hot mess. You need help. You need something else." And I'm bawling my eyes out, going, "I know, but I don't know what that is." And and she said, "Learn more about Rodan and Fields." And so I did. I I learned from a friend of hers and was just blown away by you know this company. And you know I'll be honest that at first when I heard that it was in the You know, direct sales category, I was nervous about it. I thought, gosh, there's, I don't have the skill set or the desire to do what I thought this looked like and what I thought you had to do. Um, But as I learned about the doctors, the brand, the company, and how I would get to be an entrepreneur on my terms and I could do it around my life and around my job, I really just kind of thought for a second, like, I'd rather risk trying and saying it wasn't for me than never trying it at all and looking back and regretting that. So that's kind of how I jumped in. And, you know, I really just fell in love with the industry and and plugged into helping people and that kind of exploded my business.
0: That's amazing. And you know, it's not an unusual story for someone to have this vision of what they think their life is going to look like and pursue it and get in and realize that the income is not going to help them achieve the life that they really do want to lead. And you talked about, you know, you just bought a house and you wanted to travel and you wanted to, I mean, travel to to see places, but also travel to see your family. You're going from Washington's State down to California to see your family like all those costs come in and of course then there was the time how on earth were you going to travel when you were working three jobs and six nights and that's so disheartening for so many people um but you decided that you were not going to live your life in this disheartened state that you're right. This opportunity kind of came along and you thought, I don't know anything about this, but maybe I should look at it just to see. So tell me what you thought you mentioned that what you thought it was going to take to do this successfully. And then what the reality of that actually was.
1: You know, I really i I thought that there were things in this industry like hounding your friends and you know sending crazy messages and calling people at random. And, and that was kind of what I had thought. I also thought that you had to have parties. Um, thankfully, my company is not a party plan company, so we don't require that. Um, I thought I was going to have to spend a lot of money up front and have all these products that I was going to hope to offload. Um, again, found out that was not how we operated. And so I think you know, as I really kind of learned more about the new age, I think of how people and companies in this industry are, are operating, they're operating just like most companies out there, you go online, you shop and stuff comes to your door. We just get to be the point person to help people. So, you know, that's where it kind of, um, impressed me that as not only our company, but I think most the industry as a whole, it's evolved over time. It's not the 1950s door-to-door, you know, mm-hmm. company that it used to be. We're we're totally our own brand ambassador for products that we believe in, and so what I realized was. There was a lot of ways that people could work and operate in this industry. You could put in a little bit of time. You could put in a little bit more time. You could put in a lot of time. And I I really quickly understood that if I was coachable and I followed the system and I learned how to do it and I was passionately excited to share what I was holding with other people, I could change their life. And at the same time, I could change mine. As soon as I kind of got that, which was really early on, I realized this could be bigger than I had ever dreamed. And so that's kind of what I did is I plugged in. I was really coachable and I shared with people and I shared unapologetically because I was excited about what this could do for them. Um and so I think in turn just really plugging in and being coachable has helped grow my business because I chose to show up to it and I chose to look at it and treat it like a business versus a hobby. The nice part of it is that you can have it be a hobby and it can be a little thing here and there but it can also be something that is life-changing.
0: I love all the things you just said there. Um, about being willing to learn, about uh, plugging into successful people and the system that was set up by the company to help you be successful and then making the decision about what was going to be the right fit time-wise for you. So you decided to jump in. You, you know signed on the dotted line, said, okay, sign me up. I'm going to wash my face and tell people about it. Um, and so what happened in your first say, one or two years of doing that? How did you work it around this crazy NICU schedule and what started happening?
1: So I'll tell you that most people think I'm crazy when they hear kind of what I did in the beginning, but I really call it the RF insomnia. I was so excited about it. Um, so while I don't recommend exactly following what I did, um, I would work six to seven nights a week. So I'd get home around eight o'clock in the morning. I would sleep from eight till 10, which is two whole hours of sleep. And then I was excited to work my business. So I would get up during the day when most humans were alive and well, and my little zombie body would walk around, you know, sharing this with people and and really just plugging into learning how to do this and making it a part of my life. Um, And so I did that for about six to seven months. Um, And at that point, and I'll say, was it hard? Yes. Was it a million percent worth it? Hands down. Absolutely. I would do it again if I could, if it would get me the life that we have now, for sure. Um, But I plugged in. I showed up every day. And after my first year in this business, it's kind of when I was at a pivotal place in our life where we had the opportunity that I was making so much more with this company than I was with my nursing job that I could allow my husband to go back and follow his dreams, which was something that he desperately needed. And I needed that for for us. And so um, I stepped away from nursing completely retired at that point and so then we picked up our stuff we moved to canada so we moved to an entirely different country you know let alone city or state but entirely different country where we knew nobody and it was another pivotal time in my business where i had to get out of my comfort zone and i had to show up to things that were not my typical self right i was incredibly shy when i started this business i was really introverted i um would go to work, I'd go home. And, and when I, you know, had time, I'd spend it with my husband. And that was kind of my life. So I had to learn how to um how to have the skills to I kind of say like be a normal human being, be a social person. And I don't have to become, I didn't become a, a totally different person, but I definitely grew a version of me that that was kind of kept in a shell. And, and I think that was the beauty of this business that also, you know, we we learn these, these skills and this personal development stuff over time, if we allow it to that, I never would have grown if it wasn't for this business.
0: I love again, all the things you said there about learning and growing and stretching because everything you wanted was way outside your comfort zone. So You had to grow you to expand your comfort zone to be able to grow into your legacy. And of course, you had talked about that. You wanted to travel. You wanted to see the world. You wanted to have time freedom. You wanted to be able to go visit your family whenever you wanted to. You wanted to spend time with your husband. These are all like... Not extraordinary things for someone to want, but you were willing to take some extraordinary measures to make sure that you were able to achieve it. And of course, I met you when you moved to Canada, walked in the door at this networking group, and I thought, this woman's awesome. I need to know her. We sat together for the first few meetings, and it was so much fun. So... Of course, now that's a big challenge moving to another country, and although, albeit we're the friendly neighbor to the north, but For sure. <laughs> still different country, different culture, different currency, right? Different climate. Well, from California, not so much from Washington State, because mm-hmm. you moved on the Pacific side of Canada, um, and then you know rented a place and started started doing all these new things, and. You talked about it not being super easy. Let's dig into that because, of course, in retrospect, when you're talking about it, um, it could sound like it was all very easy. And, you know, oh, well, they just moved. They just did this. They just did that. But the reality is it wasn't. So let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced as you were a growing your business and B moving to another country. So what are some of the challenges that you had that you really had to figure out a way to get around?
1: Yeah. So there were, like you were saying, there was the, the, you know, literal challenges of being in a different country. I didn't realize that you guys said Z instead of Z like <laughs> such a minute little difference, but I was like, what is happening? What do people keep telling me Zed for? So that was funny. Um, Learning, you know, like cell phone plans and banking differences. Like there were so many little nuances, even though it was still North America and it wasn't that far away. That alone was its own challenge for sure. But, you know, growing the business side of things, I came in, you know, being incredibly shy and, you know, kind of taking a step back and realizing I didn't want to be that way anymore. I wanted to be able to, you know, I honestly would, this was kind of my life growing up and and into my twenties and really into my early thirties. If I would go to the grocery store and somebody, you know, the, the girl checking me out would say, um did you find everything okay if I didn't I would have pure panic of like uh I don't know did I find everything I don't want to hurt her feelings but I didn't you know and so the little tiny conversations that are so normal and easy for most people they were not a strength for me and so I realized I one I didn't want to live that way anymore and that I was going to have to learn The skill of talking to people, of socializing, of of meeting people in situations that were one, normal, but two, out of my comfort zone. And so I joined, you know, the BNI group where I met you, Michelle, and had the most amazing time and learned so many skills there. But I remember the first couple of meetings where you stand up and you have to speak for a minute. And I was full on hives my face was bright red. I have a picture somewhere that I, you know, I wish I could find, but I, I remember taking a picture going, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm standing up red as can be broken out in hives. And is this what I want? And after I sat down, I was so proud of myself and I thought that wasn't that scary, right? So it is a lot of this business and a lot of anything that we want in life. It really takes Doing the things that scare us to challenge ourselves and to grow, and then learning and perfecting that day by day. Right, doing something once, yeah, great, you did it. But it's continuing to grow from that and learn and can and continue on that process to where you actually get the skills to where it becomes second nature. So that was kind of, you know, it was getting out of my own way. It was going to workout classes that I would have been too scared to go to by myself. I was going to those. I was sitting and working at a coffee shop and actually, you know, meeting people. I was meeting friends. And after four years of living in Vancouver, it was the one and only place I could say that we left with friends, lifelong friendships that we had never had over the 10 years we'd been moving and traveling before. So it was, it was showing up to my life. It was being present in my life and being purposeful and really just kind of um, enjoying, enjoying the process of growing and expanding throughout that new adventure.
0: I love that you said it was showing up to my life. So many times we feel like life shows up to us and it's not usually on the positive end, right? But you made an executive decision and probably made it on the daily by the minute at the beginning to say, I'm gonna show up in my life here. What happens if I say to the cashier at the store, I didn't find everything, is the world gonna fall apart? Is she going to help me? Is she gonna find someone to help me, right? Like literally in that moment, making that decision, like thinking it through instead of just reacting and running away um, about saying, While I see myself as more introverted and I like being home with my husband, there are things I can learn to do so that I can keep moving the needle forward for myself, for our family. And, you know, you had big goals that you really wanted to achieve. And so you had to keep moving forward if you were ever going to get there. That's for sure. And then you talked a little bit about another challenge that's very common in this industry around the fear of being judged. Can you speak to that a little bit more for us?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I think one being human two being a a girl, you know, being a female, um, I throw in growing up in California. I don't know, but. You know, I always was afraid of being judged in general and let alone coming from having a bachelor's degree and working so hard to become a nurse and everybody in my life knowing that's all I had ever wanted to do, the thought of kind of saying like, "Hey, I joined a direct sales company, you know, come partner along with me," was it was a little tough at first. Like, uh, it was a it was a little bit of a pill to swallow and you know, I think so often, and so unfortunately, so many people let their own um, fears of being judged or what other people are going to think stand in the way of what their their bigger dreams and passions are. And that was kind of, a, I think, a lesson for me early on that this one statement kind of changed everything for me when someone said, "You know, unless somebody's willing to pay your bills for you, they don't get a say in how you do." And I thought, you know, nobody is in here working 80 to 100 hours a week like I am. Nobody's here paying my bills. Nobody's here putting, you know, blinds on the house that I didn't realize new homes didn't come with blinds and trying to find the financing to be able to afford that and to pay off credit cards and, you know, all those things. And I thought if if I'm actually having fun doing something that I love, isn't that what matters? And and so I really, every day I had a um, sheet of paper that I had written out, I also had notes in my phone and it was a whole bunch of I am statements and they were very positive, they were future focused and they were as if I was living the life I had already dreamed of and I was already there and I read it every single day. And it was that daily reminder And that mindset training of why i was doing this because i knew i was going to have to train my brain and not worry about what other people think if i wanted to grow and i wanted to live this life that we're living now
0: Mm -hmm. so very true um and you're right there are so many reasons why we have all these fears. And of course, in previous podcasts, we've talked about in some cases, fear is designed to keep you safe. So if you're crossing the street and a car horn blares at you, you jump back because it's keeping you safe. Your mind is like, get out of the way. Totally understandable. But sometimes those fears keep us and our podcast guests can't see this, but it's air quotes, keep us safe. Meaning that they keep us in our comfort zone and all the things we want are outside that comfort zone. And when the fears scream at you really loud all the time, it's really easy to just listen. It's yeah. far harder to say, I'm not I hear it loud mm-hmm. and clear, mm-hmm. but I understand that I don't have to be afraid of that fear of judgment. I don't have to be afraid of the cashier at the grocery store. I don't have to be afraid of standing up for a minute in a networking meeting and saying, hi, this is who I am. And here's what I do in a room full of people who actually want to hear it anyway. Right? So we can, we can listen to that little voice of hope, that little one that says, "But what if I could what if I could speak to the cashier? What if I could stand up for that minute? What if I could, you know, say on all those I am statements that you wrote? One day I'm going to start checking them off as being like, this actually happened. It's real. What if I could do all these things? And so I love that you um, talked yourself out of the fear, but also I'm sure you had people in the company that were also whispering wise words to you to help you pursue and persevere in all those areas. So You moved to Canada, you started doing some networking, you started stretching and growing. Of course, your business kept growing with you. Where'd you go next?
1: Oh, so besides the like 2,700 vacations that we took while living in Vancouver, uh, we then after four years, we moved to Denver and um, had a great two years there. My husband He was working in the film industry in L.A., San Francisco, and then in Vancouver, and his job is hard and it's intense. And so we were able to allow him two years of us traveling the world. And so that was kind of part of, you know, like you're saying, like living your legacy and showing up for your life. That was something that was really special to us. Um, At that point, we also got into real estate investing. And again, it was this skill set and a financial set that I never thought possible when we bought our first house and I was working our butt off. The thought of buying a second house or a third or a fourth was just not even physically comprehensible. And so as we started to kind of get into real estate and investing, we fell in love with that. And um, after two years had the best time traveling and um, my husband thought, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. So we packed our bags and decided Canada was calling us again, but this time on the extreme opposite coast, the, uh, Montreal, Quebec province. Um, So we got a little taste of uh, French Canadian living for two years. And then we just about a year and a half ago moved to Orlando, Florida.
0: Amazing. So you did mention 2,700 holidays (laughs) and traveling trips while living in Canada. Do you have any idea up to this point how many trips you've taken? Whew. A lot.
1: <laughs> no. Um, I know that I'm on about 27 countries, all but two U.S. states, four continents and most of Canada. So
0: fantastic. A lot more so, to see and do. But. Absolutely. So tell us a couple of your favorite wow. trips. Again, just highlighting um, for people the legacy that yeah. you are actually living.
1: Yeah. So Bora Bora was amazing because it's just beautiful and it's Bora Bora. Um, Thailand, what, it blew me away. I really didn't know much about it, um, but it was an unexpected, incredible emotional, spiritual vacation for sure. Um, I'm obsessed with Italy. So really Europe in general, but Italy, Spain is amazing. Um, Gosh, Portugal, Incredible. There's we just went on. This is kind of random, but we went on the Orient Express um, train, Mm -hmm. which was a 28 hour trip from Paris to Verona. And that was like being dropped off in a 1900 movie. Like it was that was an insane adventure. So, yeah, I mean, just every everywhere. So beautiful. The whole world is just so beautiful. So much to see and learn and
0: do. Mm -hmm. So now most people think, you know, you work. X amount of time, you get two or three weeks holidays, you take your holidays, you come back and you go to work. That's not how you live your life, is it? It is not. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about how that all works out for you. Yeah.
1: So luckily, thankfully, you know, I, like you're saying, I I used to have, as a nurse, I never had any real vacation. It was just if I could manage to get the time off and still afford my bills, um, which for the few years leading up to starting this, that really wasn't an option. Um, And so kind of fast forwarding to now, my businesses are all built around my phone. So we can be at Disney, which is where I like to go and spend my day on my phone while I'm waiting in line for a ride. Or we can be in Europe or we can be at my parents' house celebrating my niece or nephew's birthdays or we can be here and sitting at home or I can be in my bed or I can be at the pool and I get to work my business wherever I want. Um, So there really isn't a hindrance on when we can go on vacation and where we can go on vacation. And now because we can afford it, We go as much as we can. So, you know, my husband's got a job. So that kind of, you know, changes it. But I'm, you know, going to California, then I'm going to go fly from California to Australia for two weeks, be home for two weeks, go to India and then fly from India to Dubai next year. So, you know, we can just live our life and, and travel and see the world because the business comes with us.
0: I love that. Um, And I love how you've structured it so that it's kind of working holidays or not, depending on which way you feel or which way the day is going or how much fun the Orient Express is. And that's pretty awesome. I saw your pictures of that and they just looked absolutely fantastic. And so I want to address the life that you're talking about. So as your business was growing and you started having these amazing adventures you started branching out into other things. So you've talked about real estate investing and how you bought a house in Denver. How many rental homes do you have now?
1: We have three. So one in Washington,
0: one in Colorado, and one in Florida. See again, some stretching and learning and growing in that area and what you once thought was a physical impossibility is now beyond real for you. So there's that. And then it's you've branched into some other areas, as you have mentioned, your businesses. So tell us some of the other things now that you've been allowed to branch out into because you made the decision to join Rodan and Fields.
1: Yeah, so I, I think COVID had a lot to do with really allowing me the mindset and the space to sit, right? Like COVID put us all at a halt for so long. And, you know, we were in Montreal at that time. So we were trapped inside, I would say our apartment for a year. And, and it was at that point that I knew I had a vision of more things of other things. I had this vision of life without boundaries. That was kind of my goal is I I was able to work hard to create this life that didn't have constraints and didn't have boundaries. I knew other people could do the same. And so my first kind of thought was I want to have a podcast. And so I started a life without boundaries podcast and it really just was a way for me to, Give people and show people the things that I've learned over this last 10 years from different keynote speakers and different books I've read and amazing people that I've met and put all those skill sets basically into a short podcast. So I started that. And then that kind of transpired into, well, I also want to be able to help people with like giving gifts and um, having an easy access for people that, you know, are maybe in this industry and want cute little coffee mugs or travel gear. And so that turned into an Etsy store. And, you know, that was a skill set that I didn't have any clue about, but I did a little bit of research and kind of figured it out. And I have had a blast doing that. So I opened that store back in 2020 as well. And then um, as of May just started a travel agency, Life Without Boundaries travel. So I think all of the pieces of my like life puzzle have have come together into this entire Life Without Boundaries vision of helping anybody, but helping women create a life that That they want a life that doesn't have the boundaries of time or money constricting them, that they do the things that make them happy, that they share that vision with other people and that they leave the world a better place
0: we could just stop the podcast right there. That was so inspiring. But I do want to dig in just a little bit about some of that. And those those businesses that you've started to run, I see the connection, the theme running through all of them, that you wanted to have a life yourself with no boundaries. And now you're looking to share that with other people in a variety of different ways. Um, And that is absolutely inspiring. Um, But I do want to address the fact that you, you are in a top leadership position in your company and um, in direct sales or network marketing, it is very much many, many women join it for those reasons that they they have like you, lots of constraints in their lives. They're looking either to make a little bit of extra income or they would like a whole scale change. Um, maybe they wanna just save up that little bit to be able to go on a holiday on their two or three weeks vacation time. But yet in the top echelons of of this of this industry, it is still predominantly male oriented. So talk a little bit, I guess, around that. Um, Do you see a change coming in that? What did you do in your life to not be staying at the bottom or to, you know, continue to rise through the ranks to make it to a top position? Let's talk a little about that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I noticed that I had like about seven minutes, I'd say maybe like three months in a different direct sales company before I saw the vision of what direct sales was. Um, but I noticed that thing that you, that most top leaders in companies were men and I was kind of shocked, but then as I took a step back, I thought, well, they've got a business, maybe a little more business savvy approach to business. They're used to talking to people. They have a." Um, they they don't get upset and emotional. You know, they're not as emotionally driven with people when, you know, somebody says no to them. And then as I came into rebrand and fields, we're, we're predominantly women based company, not by any reason we have about two top leader men, but, it was sort of this different switch within our company, and and none of us really know why um, that's happened. But I think just having people that had paved the way for us, for me, um, women who were nurses, women who were teachers, women who were doctors, lawyers, like very big professionals, coming into this this company and showing up for it and learning how to do it and teaching me how to be successful and. Um, And really opening that door was sort of that, you know, that proof that anything was possible. So I think just having the right people around you and and looking up to the right people, whether they're in your company or not, um, but knowing that that is possible and that we really we can break the mold as women and we can be successful in this industry. Um, So I think that, again, it kind of goes back to mindset and really every single day working on mindset. Um, and I just kind of knew I I wanted to I wanted to break that mold. It's kind of been a, a a passion and a vision the last couple of years is I wanted to break the mold of what the industry looked like and I wanted to show more people. I wanted to show nurses and I wanted to show mothers and I wanted to show teachers and, you know, people who I think were like me growing up that didn't think that there was more out there that you can do this and you can do it to make a little bit of extra, you know, shoe shopping money or you can do it for a little bit of a bigger, you know, passion. You can do it for being able to cut back hours or to travel more, to, you know, put more into a retirement fund or whatever those things are for, for you and really kind of learning that we can stand up for our financial futures as women. I think that's an important, an important thing for so many people to learn and, and to have control over in their lives that, you know, doesn't always happen as you get older and grow up. So.
0: Mm again so inspiring uh it is right that we want to make sure you know as women the world is changing i mean the the world of business for our parents generation is not the world of business for us and it probably won't be the world of business for the generations coming after us. So we need to be prepared to do things differently. And the, the systems that were in place, um, before for women around, sometimes the idea of getting married and having someone take care of you, not necessarily the systems that are going to allow for success in today's world. It's really hard to get by on a single salary. It's really hard to purchase a home and, you know, have that sort of dream That people have on a single salary. Sometimes it's hard to do on two salaries with people working and then you factor in childcare and all the other costs that can come up and it can be very daunting. So encouraging women to seek opportunities to better themselves, to better their financial knowledge, their understanding of things, to better their financial situations, in effect, completely changes the fabric of our society, the more empowered we all are, the better things can be for everyone. And I love that. Um, In uh, the notes that I asked and the questions that I sent before this, I asked about, you know, what is the legacy you are living into? And I'd like to share with the audience what Shannon wrote, because I found it just to be so incredibly sweet and poignant, but also Very, very meaningful. She wrote this. I am actually living the life I've always dreamed of. We can travel when, where, and how we want. I have used this business to grow personally, which opened up other financial doors like real estate and starting my own travel agency. I have become an expert at helping people see what strengths they have and helping them break down barriers to success. And I certainly think that's accurate and has been completely a backbone of the things that are going on in your business. And it Again, Shannon is not Wonder Woman. She didn't wake up one day and suddenly have superpowers and was able to do all these things. She had to put in the time and the energy and the effort to live into her legacy. And that living is around the growth and the stretching and all the rest of it. So I'm sure there are people listening to this who are wondering, could this be me? Could I do this? So can you offer some advice for those people?
1: Yes. If I could scream it through this podcast, yes, you can do it. That's the first thing is believing in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down, without a doubt. If you believe it, you can achieve it. I really, truly believe that. So um, yes, you can do this too. Like Michelle said, I'm, I'm not a unicorn. I didn't wake up with superpowers. I showed up. I showed up to my business. I showed up to my life. I showed up for me and for our future. And, um, once you really kind of learn to tackle this head on, like the mindset and the framing around it and really looking at leaving the world a better place and changing other people's lives. This is a really fun thing that you get to be a part of. So yes, you absolutely can do it.
0: I love that. So Shannon, I am certain like me, there are others out there in our universe and our community who are going to be really interested in connecting with you. What's the best way for someone to find you if they want to have a chat around some of the things that you're doing or to discover if Rodan and Fields is for them or direct sales is for them in general? How can people reach out to you?
1: Yeah. Um, I'd be honored to talk to anybody. So I'm very present on social media. Um, probably the easiest would be Instagram. It's Shannon Mains, M-A-I-N-S or Life Without Boundaries. Um, Facebook as well. You can follow um, or message me there. I've got travel info um, on my TikTok channel, Life Without Boundaries. So anywhere in the social media world, I'm, I'm around and here to help.
0: I love that. And folks, she really is as nice as she is on this podcast in real life. Like she really is this extraordinary and very giving of her time and her energy for sure. Uh, Shannon, I am always so pleased to be connected to you. Um, You know, I truly believe that you are or you become the five people you surround yourself with the most. The people who either raise you up or squash you down and you are someone who has always been a raise me up kind of person And I'm so grateful that we met at that networking group that we sat together and we hit it off and we were able to to be connected and stay connected as you've traveled around all the different countries and lived everywhere you've lived. Um, It's been absolutely extraordinary getting to know you and your journey is one that it really is the stuff of inspiration. It's not, you're right, not a unicorn journey, not the, I woke up one morning and magically this had all just happened. It was a journey of growth. It was a journey of effort. Um, As you said, a journey of showing up for yourself, for your life, to your life for the life you wanted to create. And obviously all that effort. Now you said 10 years in, you are living a completely different life than you ever thought you were going to and totally loving what you're doing and what you're able to, to do because you said yes to this legacy, to living into it, to growing into it. I'm so thrilled to have had you on the call today. You are someone that I really do look up to. And I am so blessed that you had a chance to share your legacy with our audience. Because the reality is, as you said, if you believe it and you're willing to put in the effort, you can certainly achieve it. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Michelle. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.